music, news, interviews, live events, and more. Welcome to the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. Hey, it's the Hivecast. It's Matt Pinfield hanging out with Hayden, Alex, and Chris from the band Mets. It's great to have you here. It's very cool that you came by. I know you guys had an incredible touring schedule. So thanks for taking the time to come down and hang out with me today. It's very cool. You guys were just in Boston last night. Now, last night was the Boston Marathon and that incredible tragedy. It was just mind-blowing. It was a little bit uh, strange. It was, it was more eerie than anything else. You could kind of see on people's faces outside that some had heard and some hadn't. So it was still kind of just happening at that point. We were about to sound check and... Uh, the promoter at the the venue called the sound guy and we kind of put an end to our sound check right then and there and uh, so we stepped out on the street and we could hear sirens but there was you know it wasn't close enough to see smoke or anything like that um, it, definitely very strange there. yeah yeah just crazy because uh, you know you look uh, that eight year old boy that was killed I mean and just all the other people who lost limbs it was just an incredible terrible situation so I hope that they find out who was responsible soon and catch up with them for that believe me but I, i'm going to move on to a, to a more positive subject guys for now because that's i mean we all have been incredibly affected by that but let's talk about the band you guys you guys formed basically back in 2007 right was that when you first started playing around yeah toronto yeah. now two of you guys were from ottawa originally right is that where you yeah, met two, alex and myself yeah were you guys friends as kids too or did you Not just know each other through the music scene <laughs> uh no we we both lived in ottawa when we were teenagers so we we went to different high schools and stuff but the the sort of scene in Ottawa was pretty centered in, in downtown. So all everyone from other suburbs or other parts of downtown would all sort of conglomerate in one area, and there were tons of bands. It was really pretty thriving, healthy punk scene, and, and yeah, just lots of bands, lots of artists, people being supportive, and we just crossed paths a bunch of times going to shows and things like that. And then eventually I was in a different band that was doing a tour where someone couldn't go, So and Alex and I had been hanging out a little bit by that time so I asked him if he could fill in on that one and we knew that would be the last little endeavor for that group so we had already started planning on that tour when we got back to start doing something else and that's what eventually became Mets but it was just a nugget of an idea at the, at the time and did you guys end up meeting in Toronto was that where you yeah you were, from, were you from there originally or in that in yeah the surrounding I, area I grew up in the suburbs of Toronto yeah. and then eventually uh when I was about 17 I moved downtown and I've been there ever since yeah so when these guys moved to Toronto I met through a mutual friend and Realized we all got along and started drinking beer and hanging out together, and then eventually started playing music together. That's very cool. You know, Toronto's got a great music scene and always has, and I, th I like the fact that it's not like one thing sounds like one thing. It's all different bands doing their own thing or artists, and that's one of the things I think is really special about Toronto. I love the town. I haven't yeah. been there in a while. I think that's pretty prevalent even now. I mean, maybe more than ever. There's, I mean, we're friends with a lot of different bands in Toronto, and not all of them are doing anything close to what we're doing and not, we're not doing anything similar to them and, and yet everyone sort of meets in the middle and wants to push their friends and family to do better and just do different things and it doesn't matter if you sound the same or not everyone's just in it to make music and have fun everybody goes and sees all like basically supports each other all the different bands yeah, and totally. artists right yeah. which is cool <clears throat> how many venues are there now in toronto that you guys play at a lot 17. <clears throat> no, uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot of venues in toronto uh that we play, I mean, we don't we don't get a chance to play in Toronto very much, but there's, uh, I guess in the last few years, there's actually been a few that have popped up, but the, the city could use a few more, I think, still. Yeah. 
I always say Toronto has the best, they call it street meat, right? The nicest street meat carts. I mean, if somebody was going to try to put their own condiments on in this town, you should see what a look they'd get, right? But in Toronto, I mean, it's really, it's beautiful, it's clean. No, no, you can't. No, you can't put your own condiments like if you wanted to put like chopped up pickles like you guys have or sauerkraut or whatever. Different kinds of. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But there you can, and it's. It's amazing. And yet food trucks are are not allowed in Toronto, which I think is a pretty big... Oh, they don't let food trucks there? Yeah, you can have, like, it costs a lot to get permits for, like, hot dog stands and stuff, but you can't have a food truck with a variety of different types of stuff set up and parked. Even if it's a designated area, they just don't allow it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's change. Private property. Yeah, every city's got its own quirks and its different things, I guess, which which is true. So... There's a great story that you guys really, when it came to Sub Pop, they were the only label that you actually sent your demo to. Is that correct? Is yeah. that true? Yeah. yeah. We always kind of had a, you know, all three of us grew up listening to that music and being affected by it. And I think it was nothing we really talked about so much, but we kind of knew that that, that would be a perfect home for this record and, uh, and f- for us, you know, and... It ended up, luckily, you know, for us, it was the only place we ended up sending it to because they responded in a positive way and they said, hey, we'd love to work with you, you know, after hearing the final product. So, you know, that was cool and it it was definitely, without a doubt, the place where we wanted to be. That's amazing. Who were those artists that you loved on the label that were were big for you guys? I mean, we're all Mudhoney fans. Yeah. We're, you know, at at a certain level, we're all Nirvana fans as well. Yeah, of course. And Mark Armour, I was saying that, he works... At Sub Pop now as well, and then Mud Honey, you're going to be doing some dates with them, yeah, yeah, which is cool. So yeah. I think that'll be great. Tell me about uh, the first time you guys went to Sub Pop. Speaking of which, because you were talking about when you first went up to Seattle, being big fans of the label, what was that experience like? Well, it was great. I mean, it was a pretty amazing feeling to walk into a place and feel at home and feel welcomed, and and meet the people who are responsible for putting out some of the records that kind of ha- impacted you in a pretty big way when you were younger. Um, and even today, you know, I, I still think they're they're sticking to their vision and they're they're putting out records that they believe in for for all the right reasons, you know, um, just for the love of music. And that's kind of where we really connect with those people. Um, we're just huge music fans, and we're making music just because it's it's what we love to do. And so, you know, we we got ushered in there and we sat down and met everybody and. Uh, I mean, it was completely overwhelming, to we're be honest. Totally exhausted. <laughs> we had got up at like five or something like that in the morning to to get out to the airport, and we had managed to find like a direct flight into Seattle. With, I think we had a direct flight in Seattle. We were playing a show with that band, The Men, from yeah. that night. Of course. So we flew into Seattle, and got there at like eleven o'clock, hopped in a cab, basically got dropped off at our hotel, put our stuff in the in the hotel, and then straight over to the to the office. We went up and. What it was was it's like, okay, we have your record. Everything's, you know, we're preparing everything for your record to come out. So we want to explain to you all the things we're going to do. But the three of us were all just sort of like nodding off. Like, because for like the first half an hour, I was like hanging on every word. And like, I'd just eaten this huge sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's when your blood all rushes to your stomach to digest that. Yeah, exactly. Thing, right? <laughs> I'd, I'd eaten this monster sandwich, this amazing sandwich. And, I was like, you know, oh, it's so great to meet everybody. I'm all excited. And they start talking about sort of, and we're going to do this for this and this and this and this. And it's like slowly fading out, <laughs> just slowly disappearing off into whatever. And so, yeah, we, we sat down with them for like two and a half hours. And I caught most of it, but they gave us like a sheet <laughs> that was pretty much all of it right there. But it was nice to meet everybody. But we went around like, 
And then, you know, on our way out, when we were walking back to the hotel, we bumped into Jonathan Poneman on, on our way back to the hotel. He's a good guy, man. Yeah, he's a really, really nice, guy. nice guy. It was pretty amazing to meet him. Yeah, what a history. Yeah. Yeah. With him, Bruce. You know what I mean? Like all that, the incredible stuff that those guys did. He was coming from the gym. It was pretty was awesome. He? Yeah, you gotta love you jog, gotta love. jogging pants and a sub pop t shirt. It was yeah. great. Hey, you know the thing about sub pop too is that they've been reinventing themselves always. They're always doing something, you know, they still stick, like you said, to their vision. But you know, they've it's not like they just stay like they find artists that they love and they get behind them and they've they've been making a difference always. Which is one yeah. of the things that I think is very cool about. Yeah, it'd be so boring if you did the exact same thing for you know over and over. And yeah. I mean, you know, some people do that, and that's cool. But I've always found it really one of their most endearing attributes is that they haven't stuck to one sound or one thing, and they they're kind of like wide open to all music, and uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. You also like stuff like on Touch and Go, right, and, and yep. Phantom Reptile, things like that. What, what were some of your favorite artists? The things that were common ground for the three of you. Well, I mean, I, I was going to say even with with back to going back to sub pop, like Six Finger Satellite, uh, Touch and Go with Brainiac. Uh, I think we have a mutual admiration for Jesus Lizard and that kind of thing, although, you know, we get compared to it sometimes. I don't exactly understand that, but, I, I you know, we do love that sound and yeah. everything. Um, I'd say it was a lot of, like, the Discord Records things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where a, a lot, lot of our, our uh, mutual tastes sort of... We're like we all like Void and Fugazi and Minor Threat. Yeah, and then you know Black Flag, and some of the good SST stuff as well, totally, right? Exactly. Totally. Yeah. yeah, love all that. You know Black Flag, Husker Du. Yeah, you know all this. Keep on going, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it all. You know exactly where we're coming from. I know. I know. I absolutely do. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about when I interviewed all the Black Flag guys uh, back when they were playing Trenton, New Jersey years ago. They came up to my college radio show. Nice. You know Henry, Greg. And uh, and I think Des, it was uh, it was pretty cool. You know, it was funny awesome. to have known them that long. Now is makes you know you've been around for a little while, which is which is pretty crazy. That's awesome. But um, touring is was really the thing for you guys. You guys love to play live. You've always had what I've noticed about the tours that you guys have done is how really exhausting. You know, you don't take a lot of breaks in between. There's a lot of not a lot of nights off. You guys play. You're real road warriors, as far as I'm concerned, because you're all about getting in the van and getting it done and getting there and playing. So tell me about that. When did that really start for you? Was that a thing that the three of you said, "Listen, this is how we're going to be. We're going we're to be one of the hardest working bands." And I don't think it was ever a conscious decision. We were always, I mean, we love playing live, but first and foremost, we have to write songs that we feel comfortable playing and feel comfortable bringing out of our dank little practice space that are worth playing live and stuff. So it was always an emphasis on. What kind of band do we want to be? How would we want to do it? And once we were comfortable doing that, then, you know, we love playing, so the more the better. But we're also in our early 30s, and we don't want to just tour for the sake of touring and just do it for, for nothing, you know what I mean? And I'm not just talking about, like, money. I mean, like, it's it's great to go out and feel like people give a shit about what you're doing, you know what I mean? And, and it's... Uh, so we just sort of always thought that if it's requested of us and if it seems like it's the right time to do it, then absolutely we'll do it the whole nine yards. But if it's not, then we'll do what we can and focus on what is, is needed from us, whether it's writing new stuff yeah. and putting out new records or whether it's just keep going and keep going. Nights off are boring. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so play every night. Playing is the whole reason we're, we're doing this. It's To me, there's nothing better than going and having that interaction with people over music, you know, cranking the amps up, sweating, getting that out that's what this is all about for us period you know like it's it's the best thing in the world to me i think nothing can compare to loud music that is you know played in a live setting and is, is shared with people and 
That's and you guys have that interaction about. with your audience too. It's it's a real ener- energized. Yeah, it's just real energy. You feed, you feed off feeling it. between you and the audience is really cool. So, um, when it comes to writing, you guys have done do things very democratically, right? I mean, all three of you guys are very, very really put everything into it. Now, is where you write most of your stuff in that rehearsal space? Or? Unfortunately, yeah. That's. I mean, we <laughs> wish we wish we had. We can't really write on the road because there's just not enough time. I mean, we can dabble from time to time at sound checks and stuff, but for the most part, we we're either driving or we're we don't have much time to to prep before we play so unfortunately most of it gets done at home in uh in our practice space but we also really enjoy doing that too that's a different sort of chapter of what it takes to to be doing a band that you really love doing so we don't uh we write everything there and everything is pretty democratic um we all come from a similar background but we all have different approaches and different ideas and i think that's and everyone whether it seems that someone's taking the lead on a certain aspect of something, everyone signs off on it at the end. So nothing ever gets put out there unless everyone agrees. So it's kind of the only way we've known how to do it. Yeah. When you guys are out on the road, what, I mean, because obviously you do a lot of traveling, what do you guys listen to a lot of? I mean, what, what, what do, you guys, do you guys switch off on certain things and I take turns? We, we listened to the Chelsea Light Moving record today, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool record. Um. It really just depends on the day and how we're feeling. Like, you know, <laughs> sometimes, like, you know, today we listen to a couple of podcasts instead of listening to straight music. Yeah. And then sometimes we're, like, flipping through local radio stations. and Just to see you know, what people are playing in those different areas. Yeah. 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 New or old, everything. It just depends yeah. on the mood. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you guys, I heard you guys like Best Show a lot. You know, like Tom yeah. Sharpling Show. That's what we were Tom's been to. on here, you know. Has he really? He's been a guest, and I've been a guest on that show. So we've kind of done for great. He's great, and he's, yeah. he's, he's fantastic. And, uh. Those guys are funny together, man. The oh, stuff yeah, that man. they do is <laughs> unbelievable. I, I actually think we're supposed to meet him tomorrow. Oh, are you? Tom, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a great guy. So I think that'll you guys, you guys will really enjoy that. Yeah. Now, the seven inches that you, you guys put, first put out, and then the EP, which is great, but there was that time in between for making of the album. Did you find that a lot of your fans that were coming to see you guys live everywhere were like, when's that full album coming? I mean, I know a lot of people... We're, pro- we're yeah, anticipating that it. That was you. happening, and we and we took it as a kind of a nice thing that people wanted to hear more, and we never really let it dictate our working schedule, you know, because we were doing as much as we could and, and you know, working full-time jobs and, and doing the band at night and the weekends and stuff and trying to get the record and the songs in a spot where we were happy, you know, because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters, that the three of us can stand behind what we're making. And... Um, so, you know, we would just carry on, and, and, and when we were content with it, we, we started to record and, and get into the studio. But, you know, it was nice. It was it was kind of encouragement. We never it never stressed us out that people were being like, hey, man, it's been a while now. Like, where's that record? You know, because I don't think it should work on anyone else's schedule but ours. Yeah. People used to crack a lot of jokes at us about it. Did they really? What kind of things yeah, did they Well, say? no, they, our, our buddy John would always be like, he, I think his band, like, since we became a band, his band put out three records, and uh, he would always be like, "Just put a microphone in a room and record it." What's wrong <laughs> with you guys? Like always giving us a hard time about it. But uh, we really just we wanted to take our time and make sure that we were happy with whatever it was. And you know, we didn't want to put out. I don't think there was ever really an idea to do the LP until we had the songs for the LP. It was sort of really like the songs dictated what we were going to do. Yeah, and they should. Yeah. I think you know. It should be when you feel ready, when you got the material, you're really comfortable and happy with as opposed mm-hmm. to yeah. being rushed on someone else's schedule. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know? Made it seem like we move really slow, but 
I don't think we move as well. Did, you say you guys are working all oh, working full time jobs too while you're doing the band and while you tour. So are you in a position at the jobs that you guys do that they're cool and you're like, hey, we're gonna take off for a month? Well, that tour? was back then. Uh, right now, this is what we're doing. This is what yeah. you're doing now, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, hey, boss, can I go away for uh, nine months this year? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think about <laughs> not, it. Not, there's not it's many great. jobs. There's not yeah. actually many yeah. sane employers who are going to hire anyone. I do apply for of maternity. Not leave. unless they were like your family. Oh, maternity leave. There you go. For me, for me, that didn't work. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's great. Now you guys have toured. You guys have got, have got built a big following overseas as well. So you've been to some. Talk about some of the craziest places that you've gone and played, and places where you maybe thought, "Wow, I can't believe these people really know these songs and, and they were familiar with your stuff." First one that comes to mind is Greece. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a mind blow kind of to, to go over there and play packed shows and people know the words and they're like, what's going on? You know, the record came out a couple months before that, I think, if that. And, and they were rabid. They were just, yeah, so that was definitely one where we were kind of, wow, you know. Um, the funniest cool. thing is you actually can't get our record over there. <laughs> you can't? I love the internet so oh, much. Oh, <laughs> you, mean, you mean you can't you, get it? You actually can't get our album over there. You can't buy it. You can't buy it. So do people? So they learn the songs online. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can't actually get a copy of the record, but people were there. They're singing along. You know, it's the first time I think any of us ever got dragged off of the stage. Yeah, it was pretty wild. We mean dragged off the stage by the audience. Yeah, like pulled yeah. into the crowd. It was really, really amazing being over there. We had amazing hosts taking us around and showing us around a little bit. That must have been the most fun. I mean, you go to places right too where. You may not usually. You, you may not go if you weren't going there to play. Like you wouldn't just make the decision yeah. to go. Well, people are really proud of where they're from, and I mean that's that's true in in North America as well as over there. But I think in some of the places that don't see as many bands coming through, they really take the time to make sure you get to see the cooler parts of of what's close to them and you know near and dear to them and their families and their friends and bands who come through and things like that. So they they go the extra mile to make sure that you're well fed and. Well, beard and and uh, yeah, they they just really like being hosts, and it's great, and it's it's a trip. Like it's enough of a trip to just go to even New York and have people listen to stuff that's that you've created out of this little room. Um, but and it's even more of a, of a mind blow when you go to somewhere like Croatia or Portugal, and people are just going nuts. It's insane. And what about the language barriers? I mean, are there is there someone always there with, do, with translation for you guys that are kind of? Surprisingly, didn't have any trouble with the language barrier. Yeah, it really at all. wasn't an There's issue. Generally, most people actually spoke English over there. Wow. Because none of us uh, can speak. Well, I mean, Hayden speaks a bit of French, but at, like the other three of us, none of us really have any sort of other languages that we yeah. can speak. Speaking of French, and the name Metz, you know, there's that northern talent. In France, is that where the name itself actually comes from originally, or what, 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 no, no? <laughs> uh, is it a? Uh... There's not really a, a reference to it. It's got to us. It means nothing, and I hope yeah. that doesn't come across as insulting to people who are either think it's a spinoff on the baseball team or a spinoff on the French city. Uh, to us, we're just sort of art nerds as well, and it looks really short and concise and block letters, it looks really designy and stuff, and we just, it, to us it means nothing. It does look cool on the record, too. Thank you know cool. what I mean, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yes. It's working. You know? It's working. It absolutely works. It's great. So you talked about Croatia and places like that as well. Yeah. So what was it, when you're on the road over in the, those kind of places, and you're trying all the different cuisines, what was some of the strangest food that you had over there? Do you remember? Strange. Was everything pretty? We all ate this fish in Greece that had monster fangs, and it was like they actually just, Took the whole thing and just whipped it into a deep fryer. I mean, that was. I didn't probably, eat that. Yeah, <laughs> that was likely the weirdest thing that we 
that I, I saw and it was just like this monster fish head staring at me with these huge fangs. But no, the food wasn't weird. Do you remember any weird? I can't so think of anything cheese. that was unusual. I <laughs> they, uh, there's a lot of cheese. Oh yeah, so much yeah. cheese. I know I ate everything that was put in front of me, so it must have couldn't have been that weird. Had to be that. That has to just be great to do. It was very nice. Yeah. How do you like playing the UK right now? I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. I feel like that was kind of the first place to really get excited about the record, and uh, so they've been awesome to us. They, they've kind of like they've from written day great one. things about you. Yeah, and they, and, and the crowds and like, are cool you know, and very yeah very uh, you know into it. And so we've been there several times, and we're gonna we're not gonna leave them alone because yeah. we're going back. <laughs> we're going back with Mud Honey and the Meat Puppets, and then we're going back with we Fucked just, Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah and Titus <laughs> Andronicus. Cool. And, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be there a lot, and we have been there a lot already, so it's a, it's a favorite for sure. That'll be great. Yeah, Enemy, Uncut, um, you know, Mojo, all those, man. You've gotten a lot, of, a lot of love over there. Yeah, they've been very kind to us. Which I think is cool, because, you know, I mean, that, that country is very press-driven. You know what I mean? I mean, that's... Yeah, that's you don't want to make them mad, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, they used to be, you know, you know, they used to be world famous for being the... The press originally that like used to love to build up a band and then tear them down. That yeah. was their whole deal. Oh, but yeah. they do a lot less of that now. But well, we have that coming, to. I'm sure. <laughs> I <laughs> hope not. The next step with the UK press. <laughs> there you go. You're like, all right, here we go on the next record on the next tour. Yeah, I, I, I hope not. I don't think that. I, I hope not too. Now, wet blanket. Let's talk about that video clip because it's so cool, man. I, I mean, I, I love the song anyway, and I love the demo version too. But tell me about the. Uh, that clip itself, because it's just, it's a really unique one. Was Were you guys involved in the concept of it? Were you just like... We were not involved. <laughs> it, we were involved in picking the man with the twisted brain who made it. He His name's Scott Cudmore, and he's a good friend of ours. Um, oh, he's somebody from town. Yeah, he's from Toronto. He's a guy we get drinks with and have barbecues with. That's and, so cool that you asked him to do it. Yeah, we're well, we're fans of his work, and... Uh, well, I mean, what do you mean his work? He does a lot. He's done a lot of videos. He's done uh, music videos. Uh, did a couple for Fucked Up. Did, yeah. Did um, some for Sloan and did stuff Oscar, like that. Oscar, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think he, he's, you know, he shoots a lot of stuff around Toronto, a lot of local um, artists. Bahamas. Bahamas, yeah. Yeah. So, he, uh, speaking of Sloan, how are those guys? They're still out in Halifax, right? Yeah. Ever run into they all them? live in Toronto. Oh, they live in Toronto now? Yeah. They all, I think they're all doing the family thing and it's still, still playing. I don't know those guys personally. I think, yeah, not really. It's been because they've been around, you know, since like ninety. I think about ninety six, right? Yeah. No, not even ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, they've been around. That long first time. album with Underwhelmed on it. Yeah, yeah. we're big yeah. fans. Smeared. That's a great. That's a great Smeared. record. Yeah. Those first two Smeared. records. Whoa, yeah, I love awesome. those. Awesome. Yeah. I, I turned somebody on to that record literally about two months ago who had never heard it. It's still, I said you got to listen to this record. Check these it guys. It totally out. stands up. We're big fans. Yeah, uh, so am I. Big time. Great guys too. I once saw him do a Kiss cover of his song Two Timer live down on the Jersey Shore, which was great. I was they like, did it on Jersey Shore? They did it. No, not on, no, on the, on the Jersey I'm kidding, Shore. I'm kidding. I know what you mean. We, for, for the other half of the Jersey Shore right, people. Right, right. You know what I mean? The ones that like things with guitars. Say, that, that just wouldn't work. <laughs> I can't see the guitar. Yeah. Like but yeah, so, so, he was, so, the, so he's done stuff for like, you said, like Sloan and yeah. Bahamas. Yeah, so, you know, it was a kind of a no-brainer for us to ask uh, someone we knew and uh, trusted. But it was one of the first times we've ever kind of handed the reins, the creative control of something to do with our band over to someone completely. Where usually... Because I've know, seen, you know, the clips you've done, you know, you guys have been, you know, you're you're there, it's got it's grainy black and white, but there's like, it captures the feel. Mm -hmm. Right, so it was, it was interesting. So you, 
I, I'm just going to let, let you finish what you yeah, were saying. Yeah, well, it, it, it was, uh, you know, it was a little bit nerve wracking, but we decided, you know, we don't, this is not our area of expertise. Let's let Scott do his thing and stay out of it. Let him uh, kind of see his vision to the end. And uh, we're glad we did because, you know, it's something we all think is, is really cool. And if we had stuck our noses in, it probably wouldn't have been as interesting. <laughs> we would have. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorite albums of all time and things, things that you love? Because uh, it's obviously the thing that made you pick up your instruments and want to play. But um, what were some of the things that you loved? Either growing up or... I keep going back to Mission of Burma versus... Yeah. That one for me is just a masterpiece. I, I love everything about it. Yes. I think we all like the wipers a lot. Yeah. Signal Calls and Marches is great too. That yes. EP, yeah, man, completely. You know? yeah. I love it. And you know the 7 Inch of Academy Fight song, one of my true favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I love that. It's killer stuff. Deep, man. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I love all that. I love Mission of Burma stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're uh, speaking of Boston, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um... Yeah, you know, that's how I escaped my certain fate and all that. You know, just great stuff. We got to play with them when they came through Toronto, which was pretty surreal, too. So that was kind of playing with some heroes. Incredibly nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all all really like Red Cross. Yeah. Yeah. And a new album out, too. What do you think? It's It's really good. It's great, isn't it? It's really good. Those guys are cool, man. I haven't seen the McDonald Brothers in so long, but... They're really cool guys. Did you ever hear the stuff they did when they did the covers of the songs from Beyond the Valley of the Dolls? Like, no. you know, um, which was that movie. It was the guy who just died, Roger Ebert. The, yeah. um, you know, he wrote the screenplay for one of the Roger Corman movies. And it was like they were certified X-rated at the time sure. just because of nudity and some other stuff and breasts. But um, it had nothing to do with the first Valley of the Dolls. And it was pretty campy. Right. But I love that Red Cross had done some covers of songs. From that movie, which I thought was cool, but those those guys, those are, guys so are great. Cool, yeah, <laughs> they really are. Uh, you know, so uh, have you gotten to play with them yet? Or no, we we, we played with Off once, and it yeah. was. I mean, that's the closest we've got to playing with Red Cross. How did that go? It did was it was Keith? it was kind of a, a funny show. It was uh, <laughs> it was a big outdoor show in Toronto. Yeah, with uh, it was the Descendants, Us, Off, and Fucked Up. I like that bill. Yeah, yeah, it's really diverse. It was, Right in like yeah. the, t- the center of Toronto for North by Northeast, that festival there. Yeah. So we played that show, and um, I nerded out, and I gave Stephen McDonald a Mets T-shirt. I was walking, and I saw him walking in front of me, and I was like, dropped the whole box, picked one. I was like, uh, you don't even have to wear this. I just wanted to give it to you just to say yeah. I did, and I put it in his hands and let him walk away. Yeah. Without being too weird about it. So it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, they're nice guys, man. They're yeah. very cool, and they're, and they're you know. We just yeah, missed their show in nice. Toronto because we've been on tour. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, you guys got to try. You got to figure out when you can do another gig with those guys at some point, which would be really cool. Yeah, it'd be a or do a gig with them. With them, but off, yeah, Keith Morris. You know, I see him in L.A. a lot. You know, when I was out there, and uh, but it's cool that he's you know doing something again, doing the off stuff. Yeah, he really is, isn't he? Yeah, and he was doing A and R consulting for a while too. You know that? I mean, this is a few years back, but he did that for a while for Interscope years ago. Yeah, I think I remember hearing something about that because he was always at the he was always at South by Southwest going to see bands or something. Yeah, someone was telling me that he was an A and R for Interscope. Yeah, Yeah. he was doing. He was like a consultant, consultant or like a scout for them, and worked with them for a while. I think Isaac Brock did that for Sub Pop at one point as well. Did he? I I heard I I heard something about that. I wouldn't be surprised. I can fact check that for you. Yeah, you got to find that out. That wouldn't like again. That wouldn't really surprise me. No, it seems from the northeast. Yeah, I mean northwest. I'm sorry, I'm talking about that. I'm thinking about Johnny Marr living up there too now. You know, he's got a place in London, and oh really? He lives in Portland as well. Even even though I don't know if he's, you know, I don't think he's playing with Modest Mouse anymore. But I don't um, think he is. But he's just doing a solo thing. So how long did it take you guys to actually record the new album? 
don't know how many. Uh... Well, we we went and did a week straight tracking beds and stuff like that, yeah. and so, and that was the first time I ever got a chance to really, you know, focus one hundred percent on on band stuff in that way. We all took time off work and did that, and. So that was great, and but we didn't finish it all um, in, in one fell swoop. So we over the weekends um, after that, we finished it up in Toronto. And I'd say you know I, I think total hours it would probably add up to about what a month and a half. More or less. Total hours. Yeah, I mean, we, was, you know, we took our time, it was, but it, it was, was spread similar, out, you know. Yeah, yeah because you were doing shows in between, weren't you? Yeah. 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 And then revisions and stuff because we're neurotic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, is it also one of those things, too? One of the things I love about your band is the live show is such an intense and important thing that capturing what you are able to do and bring that energy is an important thing to try and get, and you don't want to miss that while you're, while you're doing the record. I think we were pleasantly surprised that it, to get that to translate properly onto a vinyl or, or a CD, some sort of recorded format, wasn't as easy as just putting a mic in a room and recording everything really live. I think we were, we almost would have been disappointed if it was that easy or that was the formula that we were going to go with because we we kind of like exploring the studio space if you will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i couldn't resist i couldn't resist yeah. um no it's just For like it, it's just more it's more fun to to be able to try different stuff and experiment and work with people like working with graham walsh and alex bonenfant um they were perfect for it because they never said no to anything they had a lot of they're very open-minded. Yeah, and they and and both of them have a lot of electronic background, but they were both really into just trying things, things that they had never been able to to experiment with with bands they've worked with, and vice versa for us. So it would have been less thrilling or less of um, satisfaction at the end if we would have just done it in a really predictable sort of live format of, yeah. of recording. So we we're glad that it it was a little more tedious and it, it allowed us to to experiment a little more, which was cool because it actually you know. And it, and it actually translates to what you do live as well with those songs. Yeah. Tell me about picking them as producers. What was the thing? Did you like anything in particular that they had done before? I'd say it was one of those happy coincidences uh, that happened because we were in Toronto at a certain time. Uh, a friend of a friend said, uh, hey, uh, Graham's, in, you know, Graham's wondering if you've got someone to record your album. Like, you know, he approached us, but it was through a friend of a friend that that we met him so that's just kind of like the toronto community thing happening there by fluke um and once we had heard that he might be interested in working on our record we were kind of you know wow that's something i never would have thought of um but i like it you know it was kind yeah. of just, an, an exciting possibility so we jumped at the opportunity you know you know like we're fans of of his band and in his work so we said hey it might be perfect that that he doesn't always do rock and roll records or punk records you know yeah so we can add some there's a lot else. of layering and there's some other stuff that you know mm -hmm. that he's able to do so that's cool some that must have been fun so now guys after this are you guys gonna i mean as the summer comes are you guys gonna go overseas again and do the festival circuits and everything yeah, at the end of this tour we go back overseas for those two european tours we do the primavera festival and then we have a handful of festivals that's got to be one of the most enjoyable festivals to play Never just been. Oh, you haven't? No. Everybody I talk to says it's so beautiful and it's just the greatest atmosphere for indie so. that you can do. And I just thought, wow, that's a, what a, it's like every artist that I talk to that likes it, it's like their vacation for that summer, too. Yeah, we <laughs> <do>. <laughs> which is yeah. cool. But guys, I want to just say thanks for coming by. I loved having you guys in today. It was yeah, really, it was a pleasure, man. really cool to hang out with you guys. So, uh, and I'll definitely see you soon. So pick up the, uh, the album from Mets, the EPs of Seven Inches, anything that you can find.
And if you can't find it in your country and you're listening, you can definitely check it out online. Yeah, it's on the internet. Cool. Absolutely. Guys, thanks again. Thank, Thank you. Very you. Much. Hayden, thanks. Alex, and Chris from Mets on the Hivecast. This has been the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. For all things music, news, interviews, live events, and more, go to mtvhive.com.